Welcome back to Gardening Talk, back for a Monday afternoon. Greg Richard here, joined by Judy Sharp, filling in for Scott. Hi, Greg. How are you? Are you all settled? Oh, yes, I think so, yeah. And Scott Sharp's away today. He is away today, yeah. Last minute thing, you know, Mum, you'll do it, you can handle it. Well, yeah. we've got the, I think we've got more of a professional on hand this time. Oh, thank you, Greg. It's then, lovely of you to say that. I hope he's listening somewhere. I have, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is, no doubt. What have you got for us today, Judy? Uh, look, it's Anzac Day, of course, tomorrow, and yep. I thought we should talk about the significance of planting poppies on Anzac Day. Uh, it's the Sanqua Camellias in flower. Uh, it's Mother's Day coming up, boys and girls. And uh, young mums, uh, they prefer different kinds of plants now than the chrysanthemums, so okay. a lot to cover. Rightio. What's... I'll get into more details about that a bit later on so I know what to do for Mother's Day so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> got Steve from Mayfield. Now, he's after some advice about weeds in his garden. I'm Ooh. assuming you want the weeds out. Yes, that sounds like a mystery question, Steve. What can I help oh, you with? Good afternoon, Judy. Um, what I've got, they're, they're like a clover leaf, but when you pull them out, they've got that onion at the base of them, then yeah. they all spread everywhere else. And I've sprayed them years ago with some Roundup carefully not to get on the bush rocks etc but it knocked the roses around a fair bit and the roses are just starting to come good now again but that weed's still persistent in there. Steve you know it really is a difficult one to solve uh, not to answer but to solve uh, because that is the only solution you realise uh, using the glyphosate or the Roundup uh, Zero you know they're all one chemical uh, yep. and Yes, they certainly do damage roses. I mean, a few years ago, Swains down in Sydney, one of their staff sprayed their display bed with a container that had been used for zero and killed all the roses. So, uh, you know, the answer is not easy. Um, You are going to have to be very careful. Uh, I know a method that Scott uses. I don't um, because I... You know, I get him to do stuff like that now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get some cotton gloves, some rubber yep. gloves, sorry, first. Put on rubber gloves to, to yep. protect your hands. Then put cotton gloves over the top. And actually oh, okay. put your fingers into the zero and wipe it up the stem and the leaves of the clover. Uh, okay, yep. And that way you don't get any drift. It's the drift that gets on the roses. But the other thing that will happen, if the clover is close to the roses, their roots can be entangled, of course. Yeah, yep. So maybe try a test patch first and see how you go with the glove trick. Yep, okay, I will do that. That sounds like a good idea, actually. Yeah, there isn't any other alternative. The only other thing I was thinking what you're saying, and it's the... Like, but I think the gloves would be more effective with the uh, zero, like with the wand, where you actually touch each of them. Yeah, that's right. But the gloves would go better, won't they? Oh, definitely it does work. I think you've just made me a happy man. Oh, I'm really <laughs> pleased, Steve. So yeah, you well, ring and I, let us know how it goes, I, won't you? Yeah, I will for sure, because I lost about five of them raised bushes when I did that, and like I said, they're just starting to come good now, so I'll, I'll go with the gloves. Excellent. The gloves are on. Excellent. Okay, thanks, Steve. Okay. Bye. Have a nice day. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers, Steve. Thanks. I think we've saved his rose beds there. Yes, I hope so, yeah. I mean, uh, it's very 
it's easily done. You don't think it's windy, and it might not be windy, yep. but it still just drifts on the air a little bit, and, uh, you know, roses are a bit touchy. Often what they do, Greg, they, uh, they don't die. They often become distorted. Oh, okay. And they'll keep growing, but every new shoot that comes out, they're all distorted. Oh. Mm. So not as nice. No, definitely not as nice, my dear. Not as nice. <laughs> we've got Lee now from... Uh, no, we've got Sue from Charlestown. And she's got a question about crepe myrtle. Good morning, Sue. Good morning, Judy. Um, I'm just ringing to see my, my dwarf crepe myrtle is starting to um, you know, lose all of its leaves. Has it got to be totally um, free of the leaves? Like they've all got to die or can I trim it back now? Oh, look, I think they're always better to be trimmed back a little bit later on. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. that's not a problem. Yeah, I didn't want to do it too early because it's just come on really, really well. Yeah. Also, and just another quick question. In our back lawn, we've got a little bit of um, weed in there, and it's, it's like a real fine clover, and it comes up in with a little bit of a yellow flower. It doesn't grow high. It seems to come across the grass. Could I just use a normal um, weed killer on that? Uh, I'd use bindi. Bindi, okay. Yeah, bindi is a very good all-purpose um chemical for the lawn but you know you need a dry lawn it needs to yes. be actively growing and oh, right. yeah a lot of people mow first and <laughs> that's yeah. never going to work and then you need six hours of sun oh right yeah then so okay. let it dry out don't mow it and then spray and spray yep okay thanks judy you have a lovely day you too thank you for the call sue okay bye. bye that's a common mistake with me i always mow first do you agree yeah after how many years have you been doing this program now? Um, three? Three, yeah. <laughs> and I still have not learned any lessons <laughs> at all. <laughs> I keep repeating the same mistakes. Well, I was, I was going to give you another little hint from the past. Okay. Sweet peas. You plant those on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I did not know that either. There you go. Very Sweet peas on St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day and poppies on Anzac okay. Day. What's the reasoning for sweet peas? I think it's the, the right climate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you had to throw me a curly one then, didn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, just have to double, double check, but it's the right climate. Yeah, maybe it's got something to do with the Irish. I don't know. It's green. It, they are. <laughs> that's, that's all we've come up with. We've got Lynn now from Aggressford, and she's got a question about avocados. Hello, Lynn. How are you? G'day, Judy. I'm good. Now, what I'd like to know, I've got a, a tiny little sapling... I want to know um, um, the way to plant it and how long does it take to fruit? Oh, 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 oh. oh Lynn. I got con, did I? Well, I, yes, a little bit, darling. Grafts take about five years to fruit. We had one uh, when I first bought the nursery some years ago at the back of the nursery and... Um, 15 years later, it never fruited. So it did get the axe, I'm afraid. Uh, but what I was going to say, look, maybe not in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, like that. Uh, yeah, you know, you do need to get the grafted varieties. But, you know, they're a nice-looking tree, so perhaps... Yeah, it, I don't know if it's grafted or what. Well, it might be grafted, but you can tell. Down on the trunk, you should see you know, where they've grafted on. Can oh, you see no, a little it, hasn't lump? Got, it hasn't got a trunk. No, right, it hasn't got a trunk. It's only about six, eight inches. 
Paul. Oh, well, let it have life. Let's see what happens with it. <laughs> Will do. Okay, thanks for the call, in. Bye. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. Just like that, just let it grow and see what happens. Yeah, well, what would you do? You wouldn't kill it. No, well, it's not hurting anyone. No, I, a lady got upset with me at the nursery yesterday. A lady I'm very fond of. She actually taught me English at high school. Mm. And um, she said, Judy, my grasshoppers are as big as birds. I said, mine are as big as crows. She said, you had to go one better than me, didn't you? And I said, no, but I said, I'm understanding your problem. She said, what can I do with them? I said, have you got a cat? She said, why? And I said, well, I let my cat out. He gets them and it takes him all day to kill them. He pulls one leg off at a time. She said, Jude, that's so cruel. I thought she was going to cry, Greg. I said, well, it's cruel when they eat your plants as well, isn't it? True. Yeah. Well, Scott Sharp tells me he just gets scissors. He does get scissors, but he also puts them down the, the gander mouth. Oh, okay. And, you know, that'd be a horrible death as no. you slide down there. You wouldn't know where you were going. <laughs> no, you would not very nice at all. <laughs> it's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. We've got Ron from Arcadia Vale, and he wants some advice how to kill weeds in his garden. Hello, Ron. Hello, Judy. Judy, we've got a fairly big property here at Arcadia Vale, and it slopes down towards the lake. Uh, I've been a bit reluctant to use glyphosate in the past because I've, when we've got rain, it sort of knocked things below where I sprayed. Right. But my, one of my biggest problems is pennyweed. I sprayed it. Anyway, I was talking to a young woman down at one of the gardening centres, and she said, because the pennyweed has got a waxing coating on the face of it, it's very hard for any uh, Roundup or, or Zero to knock it. But she gave me a, 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 weed, a Roundup weed killer gel. And she said, paint it on the back of the, the Roundup. Oh, sorry, the petty back weed. Back of the leaf, yeah. And so I haven't done it yet. But um, as you know, petty weed is a real pest. It is a real pest. Mm. And I've just, it's been a long story, but I only wanted a little bit of mulch and this truck turned up and dropped off a mountain of mulch and when it hit the ground, well, I couldn't do much about it and the two of the blokes fairly laughed like anything because, uh, so I spread about, because it's such a big area, I spread about a foot of mulch, uh, eucalypt mulch all over it, but the pennyweed has come up through it. Uh. Yeah, it's a wretched thing. You know what it does down near the beach, don't you? It grows everywhere. Yes. So you you think it would be a good idea with this gel to just paint it on the back of the pennyweed leaf? I think, you know, obviously she's instructed you to do that because of the shiny surface. Um, Yeah, I'd try that, but, I mean, if you're going to wipe it on the back, why not wipe it on the top too? I think I might do both. <laughs> but just do a little test area because, you know, it sounds like a very laborious job doing that one. Uh, I have got a lot of pettyweed. Yeah. Yeah, do a test uh, test run first, I think. Yeah, thanks, Judy. Okay, sorry I can't help you with any easy advice on that one, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I turned round and now it's, uh, it, it is a big area. It's nearly 1,600 square metres and... We're both in our 70s. We've been here 53 years, 
and the weeds are really been get really getting on top of us, you know. Ron, there is a new product out called Slasher. Right. Now, uh, the boys have used it in my garden at home, our staff, to experiment with it. And I know that it's become a bit of a favourite of Scott's. Uh, what happens, the weed actually dies as you spray it on. Right. Straight away, it just goes brown straight away. Now, uh, I don't know how the strength is to do something like the weed you've got, but it might be worth a try because it's not... I think it's not going to run down any further in the garden. Yeah, and that's been the problem, Judy, because most of the I mean, bottle brush and gavillias and all, like, a lot of it have been there um, for nearly 50 years, uh, well, over 40 years, and um, I don't want anything to sort of travel through the soil and kill them. Yeah, well, have you know, go to the garden centre and you'll see Slasher, and read the instructions and see what the label indicates, you know. But uh, the boys did my garden and um, they used it in a bed where I had uh, some grevilleas growing and some poinsettias, and they haven't damaged those plants at all. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll give that a go. Well, you read the instructions first for me, though, won't you? I will, I will. Okay, thank you, Ron. Thank you, Judy. Bye. Bye. Then we've got Kerry from Blackles Park. And she wants to know, is it too late to plant sweet peas? Hello, Kerry. Hello. You know, that's a very interesting question. You know, we were talking a little while ago about the poppies not being available. Sweet peas were available on St Patrick's Day, but do you remember it was still awfully hot and humid? It was, yeah. So in actual fact, it is better that you're planting them now. Oh, okay. Because on the packet it says um, till late autumn, but the people I've talked to said, oh, no, it's too late. No, it's not, because we're not getting, you know, we're still in short sleeve shirts and things. It's still quite warm. Yes, it is, isn't it? It is, yeah. So the seeds would be all right or would be better the plants? Oh, look, I think you might be better with plants now if you can buy some. Because don't forget, you do need to prepare the soil with some lime and some poultry manure. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. Yeah, no. Most things that you plant in autumn like lime. They like alkaline soil, whereas summer plants like um, acidic soil. Oh, okay. So a little bit of lime in the soil and a little bit of poultry manure and grab some sweet peas. Would you have any at um, Alice Street or not? Oh, yes, we do have, but, gee, it's away from Blackhalls Park. Oh, I work in town, so oh, I Oh, do in. you? I thought, yeah. you, I thought yeah. you were going to ask me for home delivery then. It's going to be a bit too far, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you know, we do get strange requests sometimes. <laughs> no, well, I'll look forward to seeing you. I'm sure there's some in there. Oh, very good. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Kerry. Bye. Thank you. Bye. We've got Janine now from Adamstown, and she's got some advice about growing avocados from seed. Oh, hi, Janine. It's great to get advice. Hi, Judy. How are you today? Very well, thank you. That's great. Listen, I always got told that I could never grow one from seed, and I took a shot anyhow just from one from the supermarket, and, um, yeah, I've had to chop six foot out of it twice in its life. It's fruit, but they... They love wet, yeah, they're tropical. But tell me, Janine, how long did it take 
for it to fruit from that seed. A good five years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, you know, what I suggested to the lady, that you certainly let it grow. But um, the other thing is, of course, here in um, Newcastle, I think uh, the other lady was from East Gresford, uh, she'll probably have problems with the cold up there. But here yeah, in New- Yeah, but in Newcastle, don't you find sometimes when the flower's setting, it's when we get winds through? Yeah, and the same happens with mangoes here, unfortunately. That's true, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah but um, sulfate of potash, keep it up to it and um, and try it. Like if you can plant it in an area that doesn't, like is a bit protected. Yes, if thing. you can to keep the wind off it, certainly. Yeah, um, and definitely the, the, the wet feet, like it's just water is what it needs. Yeah, they love water. Yeah, it's just that tropical feel. Janine, personal question. Do you know Scott Sharp? No, I don't. Oh, because he always talks about sulphate of potash. <laughs> it's his favourite thing. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I am a you are listener, darling. I've been listening to this show for years. Oh, that's lovely, Janine. Lovely. Well, obviously, it's working for you, the sulphate of potash, so good. Yes, indeed. Oh, thank you. Nice talking to you, dear, and thanks for the call. Not a problem. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We should get her on the panel. She knows a fair bit. Yes, yeah. That's a good idea. And rotation? Yeah, good idea. Rotator <laughs> with Scott. But the only thing is they might both say sulphate of potash. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds like they've got shares in it, so they might be doing very well for themselves. <laughs> We've got uh, Irene from Maitland, and she's got a question about a camellia bush. Good morning, Irene. Oh, good morning, Judy. Yeah, um, a camellia, bu- camellia bush out the front of my place. So, like, there is gardeners that come and do the lawns, but um, all the leaves, uh, most of the leaves, actually are going yellow. And I'm just looking, I think they have even a spot. Yeah, they have sort of a black spot sort of coming on them too. And I was told to mix up some Epsom salts and put around them. Oh, no, if they've got a black spot on them, is that spot-like scale you could rub off? Uh, I'll just try. No, I'm just pulling off because they're dropping like anything. No, actually, it's a green. It's a greenish. It must be. But on the back, hang on, I'm just having a look at it as I'm out here now with it. Yes, some of it's rubbing off, yeah, not much of it though, yeah. Yeah, now when you were given that um, advice to um, uh, put the, what did you put around, she laid it I haven't done it, I haven't oh, done it yet, right. no, she said just to get some, um, well, add some salt Epsom and put salts, around it. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's similar to using shellated iron, but mm. uh, I would be taking them in to Heritage Gardens, it'd be your nurse. Oh yeah, it's on to me, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd be taking the leaves in there because, to me, you might have scale. Yeah. Uh, that could be well. making them go yellow. Uh, yeah. We have had a lot of rain, which does leach the yeah. iron out. Yeah, my daughter even said, oh, maybe it's just too much wet. There's one of them here I've just pulled off that's got a lot of brown on it sort of thing. Yeah. So, but it hasn't got the... Um, no, it's in the leaf itself, really. Yeah, so you could have a mite. I mean, we're... You know, it's yeah, difficult when we're not looking at it. So I think yeah. if you pop down to Heritage, you're going to get... All right, yeah. Um, and take, make sure you take the leaves with you. It's amazing yes, yeah, the amount yeah, of people I, that I, don't. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and get some advice, I think, because it's not... Mm. I don't think it's going to be an element problem. 
Yeah, no, no, because I've only just noticed this brown coming on them. Because prior to that, it was just um, just going dropping yellow, yellow but now leaves. They're, yeah, yeah, and they're, there's a lot starting to drop off now. Yeah. So I'm a bit concerned about it. I didn't know whether my the gardener that comes whether he should be doing something about it or not. Irene, I mean, tell me, units. the gardener that comes, he hasn't yes. fertilised the lawn or anything nearby that camellia bush? Not that I know of. And he hasn't... Because there's not, not lawn right directly in front. Right. Oh, there's only a tiny bit in front of it, yes. I wonder yeah. if he's been spraying with zero or anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, well, take them down yeah. there and uh, I'd get someone to look at it and get some expert advice. I'll do that then. Thank okay. you very much for that, Judy. I'm quite concerned because it's... It, like it start, you know, it was only a pew, and even the other bush now, it's to, happening over there. There's two of them, and, and I'm thinking, oh, the way it's gone, they'll be all dead. <laughs> yeah, look, it's yeah. unusual. Camellias yeah. are tough nuts. Yeah, it's very yeah. unusual that that is happening. Yeah. Oh, there's such a lot now all falling off around it. You yeah. know, the only other thing concerned. is uh, you can get root rot if the ground is too wet. Yeah. But I'm yeah. sure if you That's go down to... Heritage, they'll Heritage. help you. They yeah. could help me. Yep. Yep. Okay, dear. Good. Thank you for that, Thank Judy. you. Bye. Thanks, bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2 FM. We've got Craig from Glendale, and he would like to know where he can get a peppercorn tree from. Oh, I haven't been asked this for a long time, Craig. Okay, yeah, okay. I've got two questions, but keep going with that one, sorry. Have you got a, <laughs> a decent-sized garden? Oh, yes, yes. I've got a good backyard. Oh, right, back right. Onto a, back onto a... Um, Oh, actually, the council calls it uh, bush uh, regeneration, but uh, not a part. <laughs> so that at the moment, you know. So, um, so I've got a fairly, oh, I've got a good, good backyard. So, so you um, could, yeah. Look, to be yep. honest, you're probably going to have to go to um, maybe um, a nursery. I'm giving Heritage Garden another mention here now, Greg. But, um, you know, where, where there are bigger gardens, country gardens. Right. But, you now, know, that's the my, that's, sorry, is... sorry to cut you off there. Sorry. That's now, all right. This is, this, this is the... Uh, I've been after one for, for a fair while now. Every time I go to nurseries, they, they promise me earth and go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and... Um, I mean, I'm still waiting for Lee Rowan to give me one. That was two years ago. <laughs> um, well, you gave I him mean, a good uh, mention. <laughs> yeah, well, didn't I? What? Yeah. Um, I, and um, so, uh, you know, and every time I go there, um, Wayland's to turn around and said, they get theirs from Sydney uh, and stuff. But um, I just want to know, like, where, you know, like, um, even if I couldn't get one in Newcastle, um, you know, I'll go to Sydney a fair bit. Maybe, uh, do you know anywhere I can just buy it for? Because I, I delve into it a little bit. I know they're a South American uh, tree and very susceptible to white ants too. So, you know, they'll keep that away from the house, see? Yes. Now, Craig, I, I have made one suggestion. That is Heritage. But you can yeah. ring around. Have you tried Heritage? Um, I think I have. Okay. But I'll give them another go. I'll give them another go and we'll see. We'll, we'll go from there. Okay. But, uh, right. Now, yeah. I can stick my neck out here and say I could make some inquiries, um, mm-hmm. and when Scott Sharp's running around somewhere, he might be able to get you one. But, Excellent. Uh, so would you like to stay on I'll the leave. line and yep, give, yep. give um, the lovely lady on reception your phone number? My particular. Now, the other question I do have, I have a lovely golden rabinia, I think it is. Yes. Right. Now, they're deciduous. Now, um... It was spindly in that, and the cats used it for a scratch pole, and it's absolutely gone berserk. And it's it's uh, it's really really thick. 
Now, when is the best... My missus wants to uh, trim it back. When's the best time to trim that plant, the deciduous one? When they're dormant. They're not okay. dormant yet. No. No, in the middle of winter, say. Oh, look, you know, sometimes about July, when you, end of July is a good time. Oh, don't rush things. I've got too much to do around the yard anyway. So, um. <laughs> August to be all right. Look, whenever you, before you see uh, the bud swell. All right. Okay. Now, where do I, where would I trim it? You know, like, it's, it's really thick and, and really green, green and much. Actually, the uh, leaves are turning to gold at the moment for autumn. So where would I actually trim, where would I actually trim it if I wanted to, like, you know, um, Cut the actual branches off, or or uh, like tomato plants, you know, like the nose coming out. Craig, I'll reassure you, you won't kill it wherever you prune it. So well, perhaps... can use it for a scratch pole, so yeah, <laughs> so perhaps get your wife out there and say, and she'll say that much. No, not that much. Put that branch back on. Oh, that's a given thing. That'll be that'll it'd, happen. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? So, oh, wonderful. <laughs> look, no, you can cut them back hard if you wish, or you can just oh, right. cut the branches in, you know, say 50% yeah. off, or you can yeah. cut them right back hard. Yeah. I always look at the one opposite west there. There's a really big one there opposite West Leagues Club. And it's huge. So um, I really admire that one. All right, thank you very much. I'll stay in the line. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate and, that. And I'll do the best I can, and I'll ring you and let you know if it's a no. Thank you very much. Thank you, Craig. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, Judy, Mother's Day, not too far away. No, it's coming very quickly, isn't it? And you were saying earlier there's right flowers to buy. Well, there are. And I don't you... want to make a mistake this year. <laughs> well, can I ask her, how, how old is your mum? Is she only about 40? Uh, no, older, I think. Not much, because you're such a pup yourself. Um, <laughs> she might be the kind of mum. Younger mums are now turning away from chrysanthemums. Yep. And uh, they have turned a little bit to cyclamen, which are beautiful. You know what they're like, don't you? Yes. Oh, no. And I'm not just saying that. Good. The lovely bright colours, and they grow at this time every year. Oh, okay, right. And you get many months of service out of them. So a lot of younger mums are turning to those now. Yep. But I find grandmothers probably still like a chrysanthemum. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you wanted to get your mum something really special that she wouldn't dream you'd think of, Greg, some of the younger mums are very much enamoured at the moment with ficus lyrata. Okay. In other words, simple terminology, a fiddly fig. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Do you like that better? I did. I like that, yeah. Fiddly fig. Succulents are the in thing, too. And there's a beautiful succulent called Ripsalis. And it's a long trailing succulent that okay. looks like it. Uh, well, I've seen the children come in the nursery and they grab the leaves, the fronds, and they try to plait them. It looks like right. hair, long, beautiful hair growing. Okay, I'm, I'm, mate, I don't think I like that one. You don't like no. What about your mum, though? Oh, yeah. Well, she might. She might, If yeah. I get a mixture. Oh, well, it depends how much you're going to spend, doesn't it? That's true. Well, not very much. <laughs> <laughs> Does she listen to the program? He's a lovely young man, your no. son. She might be now. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> it is Guarding Talk Back. We've got time for a few more calls. And we've got Sandy from Talara, and she's got a question about quarter lime. Hello, Sandy. Hi. What could I help you with? Um, I've got I've got a quarter line that was given to me by a friend as 
as uh, a baby pot plant, and I and I transplanted it into a pot on the veranda. Now, where I, where I've got it transplanted in the pot on the veranda, this gets the sun, gets loves the sun. But when we had all that wind, the wind done a lot of damage to the leaves, and I'm and I've been noticing that the leaves are going brown, but the but the quarter line's still shooting. So what can I do to make it green? Right, okay, Sandy, you didn't put any fertiliser around it in that pot, did you? No, no. You didn't, okay. Uh, are you able to purchase a product called Flourish? Flourish. Flourish. You use it in the water every week. It's fantastic. Is it? Very, very good. I'm yeah. sure that'll green you up again. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Bye. Bye. Sandy. We've got Diane on the line as well from Bellbird, and she's got questions about maidenhair and geraniums. Hi, Diane. Hi, um, Judy. How are you? Excellent, thank you. That's very good. Um, my maidenhair, I've got beautiful maidenhair ferns, but they've got a little white sticky spider or something on them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do. You're talking about mealybug. Yes, and it's getting on them. Oh. And... Um, I try to get it off with a cotton bud or something like that, but it's just getting... I've got beautiful ferns and I don't want to lose them. Oh, look, I have really sad news for you, Diane. Uh, the only way you beat that mealybug is by spraying them with malathon and white oil mixed malathon, together. Both of them, both of them together. But the only thing is it will burn it. So what, what, am I better to just go around... Getting wiping it off. Yes, if you can do that, uh, you know you could try uh, maybe Confidor. Yes. But don't hold the spray terribly close. No, no. Um, and if it's only on one fern. No, it's on. Um, I've got about oh, fourteen, I think, and oh. and, they're, and they're beautiful ferns. You've got. I've just got really massive maidenhair ferns, and they're all outside. Now, tell me something, Diane. Is it on every one of those ferns? Nearly every... Not all of them, but some of them. Uh, you know, it would be pretty drastic to get rid of the ones that have it on. I don't it? want to get rid of them. They're just too beautiful. Yeah. You'll find that that's a result of the humidity we've had. But even if you touch one plant with that on and I'm, go to another plant, you're spreading it. It spreads it. Yeah. I'd try some Confidor, dear. All right, now I'll, I'll get some when I go shopping. Okay. Now, another thing is I've got some geraniums in hanging pots and they're not doing very well. Well, they have hated the rain this year. Yes, I realise that. Yeah. But um, um, my, the pots that I've got um, down, not, that are not hanging, the ones that are planted in pots on the ground and near the ground, they're doing beautifully, but the ones hanging up are not doing very well. Right, okay. And are they in the wind as well? No, no, they're sort of out of the wind a bit. Yeah. Look, um, they may just need a good fertiliser. Um, yeah, what, what do you recommend? I know you told me before, Flourish for my maidenhair for green. Wasn't it Flourish? It was Flourish. Well, you can use that on your geranium as well. What, the one for flowers or the one for greenery? I'd use the one for flowers. Yeah, I'll get some of that, and um, I can feed them now. Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. and you just feed them once a week. Once a week, the same way you do the maidenhair with the green flourish. 
Right. I don't feed the maiden hair once a week with the green flourish. Oh, don't you? Yeah, no, but you should see them. They're just... Well, I've got one that is so big. It should go in the show. It's just massive. It's beautiful. Um, but can you... I didn't know you could feed them once a week with the flourish. I thought it was only once every couple of weeks. Well, you double-check on the um, packet, won't you? Yes, I will. Maybe with maiden hair, it is a reduced application. It is. You don't put as much in yeah. and you don't do it as often. I'm sure that's what it is. Okay. Well, good luck with them. I hope you get rid of that mealy bug. Oh, yes. It's really horrible. <laughs> oh, that's bad luck, darling. It is but bad you'll luck. Be able but to I'm fix out there it. every day looking for it. And even if it's on the little leaf, I get the leaf and I squash it and I put it in the garbage. Well, ha- keep going at it. Oh, yeah, I'll be there all day. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the call, Diane. Thanks, Judy. Thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 Thanks so much, Diane. That is almost all for Gardening Talk. Back for another Monday afternoon. Judy Sharp, it's been lovely to have you in here. Lovely to be here with you, Greg. Very good. Enjoy Mother's Day. Oh, I'll be working. Oh, okay. Well, well, you can still enjoy it anyway. Oh, I do enjoy it because it's good fun. Dads bring in the, their little ones and they all come to get something for their mum and, and everyone's in a happy mood. No, oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Scott Sharp back next week? I presume so. We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> you never know, that man a mystery. <laughs> Thank you very much. If you did miss anything on today's show, you can also check it out on com and click on our podcast. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>